Episode 229 229 229 What's the time? What's the time for 229? Miles' wife is there She's no happy Getting him orders Telling him what to do But he's got some cookies To keep him happy Because that's how she controls him With food and sex And foot jobs And toes And he's got a wee fan Because it's trans day It's Pride It's Pride summer Pride month It was Pride month But now The Pride people have gone Hey a month isn't it enough to be proud? It's, just, it's now the pride. It's the summer of pride, Mal. Are you aware of this? We're now in the summer. No, they're not pride. happy with just a week or a month. They just no, want it to be pride, no, pride no. day. It's every the day. summer, aye, because we've consumed everything else. And they're like, listen, there's money to be made in the pink pounds, man. Do you see all these folk? What a lot of money they've got. So it's now it's the summer of pride, Mal. We've to be pride. We've to be proud for our summer. Well, and listen, I, I would just like to say that uh, all my events from now on are all about the pride. So it's a big pound, it's a big dollar. Come along big, to the rave. Come along to wherever I play and I will play. Uh, you know, my stuff is gay and uplifting anyway. So get in about it. I, uh, I remember a long time ago being backstage at a gig and a very, very, very famous comedian saying to another famous comedian, who, that ultrasonic's if, amazing. Who, who also had, you know, a very different public persona to what their uh, uh, person was like off stage. And they said to this person, look at you, you've made it. And they went, what do you mean? And he said, you've got the poofs and the huns turning up. And that's when you know you've made it. And I'm telling you, if that guy had actually said that in public, his career, you know, would have been shattered. But hey, behind the scenes, it can act however he wants. But what, you know, what a fucking what, what tosser a great, he was. What a great seal of approval. Exactly. You get the poof and the huns again. Exactly. You? So hey, I apologize. Like the time you've got the poofs and the huns on your side. Oh, 100%. Uh, is your missus getting her tits out off camera or something? Because your eyes are wandering. What's happening here? I've just, I've just actually woke up. I'm looking at my wee wrinkled fucking fat face. My glasses are ski with. I, no, I know you. She gave me a cup of tea, my phone. Hey, uh, what's going and on? Cookies while, while you were doing your wee jingle. Hey, what's mate? going on? She never does this. She never does this. What's happening? What's I turned happened? a corner. I turned a corner. Things are going on with no. my DIY. We're getting there. I'm, I'm, I'm getting excited. Um, but I want to talk to you about some of the good TV I've been watching in the last couple of days, man. Good because, Mal, I need some good TV because I'm telling you right now, I'm coming in here hot. I'm, my anger levels are a hundred. I'm fired up this morning. All right, right. Well, well let I'm me calm you right down with some boring talk shit to chat. Me. Talk to me. Also, I want you don't forget because mm -hmm. we put it to the. We put it to the listeners, mm -hmm. and there's a celebrity square goal we could divulge it in the hero Patreon section, is which this is Musket and Zuckron Musket and Zuckenfucker. Right. Which I think would be a belter, which, um, if we remember, we'll, we'll get down and dirty with that. But, right, you know what? Um, sticking, sticking, with the, sticking with the journey ferrets, right? I watched the Wham documentary on Netflix. You watched it? I am so glad you brought it up because that was the thing that kick-started the anger, mate. It oh, kick-started the anger. I really enjoyed it, but how uh, many knew he was a birthday right for the fucking first right. syllable he sang? Let me tell you, let me tell you, that's my... The same people who didn't know that George Michael was gay are the same people who didn't know Jimmy Savile was a pedo. The exact same pedo. The yeah, exact the same people. The, the exact same people. As soon as you saw Savile, you're like... What the fuck is that? And as soon as you see George Michael, you go, that's a homosexual man. No, let me just say, nothing wrong with being gay. And also, George Michael, old school <laughs> I gay. I thought you were going to say, let me just say, no, nothing wrong with being a pifido. <laughs> so, old, old school gay. Smoking 
old school guy came through difficult times. Of course, you know, his father no, would have battered I, seven shit, no, lumps I, of shit out of him. An old fucking Greek, oh, I, I, no, no son of mine. I, I, I said, my son, I said, listen, Yog. <laughs> I said, yeah, my son, you have to be a doctor, accountant. All this music, stop the music. He banned him for buying records or playing his hi fi. Old school. He's just like, listen, get your sister's dress off, get out, get uh, become a doctor, come back and uh, make me your mother proud. I tell you what, Yog, you're know, that shitness is sin. But old <laughs> school. Yog. Again, what I didn't like about it is because somebody one, said to you, check that suit's got <laughs> straight away. Well, how dare you fucking recommend TV to your See, also, if you're in a band with your mate, right, and uh, he's suddenly singing songs about like you just being in love with guys and you and still hang it, he's straight. You are. No. Uh, Y'all came out to Andrew. You know what? I came away having a wee bit more respect for Andrew uh, Ridgelot. How? How? Because how? 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 Again, you know, before I drifted off to sleep, I, I just uttered some of my, my my thinkings to Maria, who is clearly not interested and was probably sound asleep. I was thinking to myself, see in every creative's journey. Here we go. Here we go. You need and rely on certain individuals run about you that inspire you and encourage you and if you don't have them mm -hmm. and you'll know this is about your own career if you don't have the people run about you it's almost kind of like you don't um, you don't uh, achieve the next level and he needed the big, big Andy Riggler he, he Yog needed him to pull him out his insecurities for a young schoolboy, mm -hmm. and he was very much the ringleader. Let's start a band. Don't listen to your dad. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And and he was a driving force mm -hmm. that actually opened the door for for George Michael to say, "Look, this is what we could be doing." Uh -huh. You know, in a child fantasy. But that what that did was develop a Choose. hidden talent that the world would never have heard. Choose your words wisely. And lyrically, don't say child fantasy. Whether, they, whether two of them. Are, are hiding fucking meat sausages together. Whether well, that's going well, on or no, right? Hey, hey, the the lyrical content of George Michael's songs, and that was me apparent when I was. I I watch things now with the subtitles on, um, and the lyrical content of some of Wham records are so fucking profoundly moving for like, a teenage kid to write. Um, if they were inserted not... into a rock band or a fucking emo band. They've been hailed as fucking the most significant lyrics of the 1980s. But, mate, again, it's, oh, like, when, it's like the bit of documentary when he's saying when he wrote Careless Whisper, when he was like fucking 18, 19 or something, right? Even that. that blew my mind. And I'm going, and he's sitting and you hear George Michael's voice saying, I just know that whether it's this year, next year, whenever, 10, I just know this is going to be a number one hit. And like you're saying, mate, the content of fucking... The, the lyrics of Wham's music obviously know the fucking Wham rap right that's just two no, no, voice messed about right but <laughs> that, I mean, was social comment, that was social commentary about being on the, bro the brew no it wasn't that was just a shite rap he's put together <laughs> come on my face and who you are <laughs> right obviously. if you sign on the brew you can get in my radio come on baby <laughs> it's clear so my point being that Wham is George Michael because no, when George no, that's, that, that's, let me fucking okay, sorry, sorry. finish 
I bet you I should win his lot. Talk about George Michael. Mate, that that <laughs> for the uh, audio viewers only. Mal is holding up a, a little chocolate donut, uh, Calden chocolate, and he's now tonguing the whole of the again for for all this high end content, uh, you know, social commentary. Uh, become a patron, patreon.com forward slash the hashtag show. The point you Big make about yoga, that's what happens after that night with me. <laughs> the point that you make about fucking Wrigley. Uh, George Michael needed Andrew Wrigley at the start. It was Muse. Right? Much more than a Muse, sorry. To give him... I suppose give him the confidence that he needed to start a band. Right? Because also, you can't start a band. The direction, Scott. The direction as well. Can't start a band on your own. Right? But Andrew Wrigley's bum, I think clearly knew what he had when he was with George Michael at the start he clearly no. knew what he, he mate he no knew chance. the talent of George Michael he fucking knew it no I never if you are sitting across from him even that when they play that first demo tape and you listen to the voice you're going holy fucking shit even if you have got the worst songs in the world this guy's voice is unreal as it goes on he'd Andrew regularly realised that if once George Michael becomes George Michael he's fucked because he's got nothing but I tell you why he's got nothing more because he's a fucking rich middle class North London cunt who doesn't have nothing it doesn't matter if he fails because he'll well, fall back on the fucking were, wealth of the man they were definitely wealthy middle class because they're jumping in at swimming pools at summer and all that serious wealth mate North London on that even I was saying to Lord at start he's gone they had that music producer a couple of doors down I'm like you don't live a couple of doors down for a music producer in London in the 90s if your mom does not got a bit of dough I, I just don't like it when see when you have people in a band. It was near in I know, but see the only reason I don't I didn't like it right for the start was I hate it when see especially when it's see especially when it's bands, more specifically bands, because like you know yourself, that is the most collaborative thing that you can do. I think in, in, in any form of art is be in a band together because gone of the day it's not like it's fucking manufactured S Club 7 or the fucking what's the one when Nicole shirt slinger in it where she was like uh, singing the rest were dancers right I mean, I mean you're in a band one he sings one he does her music one he's do you mean the, the, the process of that must be so intense so what I hate is when one of the members of the band is dead and you've got their voiceover from history and then the cunt that's still alive going no I'll tell you what actually happened that fucking boils my piss because no that isn't what happened that's your take on it cunt and you're basically putting words into a guy who can't come back because remember right at the start of it it was going George Michael's obviously voiceover from when he was a young man saying like well, we're doing this we're doing that and then it cuts to Andrew fucking fuck nugget and he's going no that is not right that, and you're going you don't you don't get to put words no, in, in, in the fucking mouth of the dead the I mouth understand. of the dead Andrew <laughs> that's what the documentary should be called wham the mouth Aye, of the dead you don't get to speak for the dead Andrew but no what, I get what, what you're coming from what have you done since wham what have you done since wham fuck all fuck all I don't think anything that he said was uh, derogatory at all. I thought that, if anything, no, I get what you're saying. He's had a chance to reply to the things. But I, I, I'd like to look into that because I don't, I don't think there was anything that he said that was like beefing up Andrew Ridgelet. You know, he was I, going, I, well, I actually, did. he was quite honest going, you know, I was no longer a musical collaborator. 
I was no longer a songwriter. I was no longer a producer. Anyway, in a very, very uh, sketchy way, I actually want to know, I would love to hear what he actually contributed to life because he jumped about that wee guitar. Other than going, Fuck nothing, there's nothing coming out of his guitar. But mate, that's it, my point, you right? See, but but my he, point is, he is the fucking ringmaster. He done the merry dance and he created that monster. But do you know why, Mal? Because, because it was his dream. fucking... No, because it was his mom and dad paying the fucking bill. That's why it was fucking Andrew Riggles coming for a position no. of wealth. He I was the one driving no. it. It's his fucking bus. I'm driving the bus, Yog. And you get her. Stop calling me Yog. Yog's your name, cunt. And see when you're deed for fucking tenure, I'm going to do a documentary and I'm going to tell every cunt that your name was Yog. For the Ukraine, Yog. Fuck the up. Get in the bus. For a start, they can't pronounce his name. But listen, George, George, it's even his, uh, his cousins and his brother and all that call him Yog. His it's not the best nickname, to be his fair. Daddy, his dad doesn't call him Yog. It's better than... Do uh, I know his dad calls him? Pinkstar, Chaser, or something like that. You know, I don't know. Anyway, I thought it was honestly... Hey, let's go. Let's get a new thing. That's what it is, go. I thought I'm, I'm going to give it a fucking solid eight. I, I would give it an eight as well. But I'm going to say this and, and, and wrap it up, my final point. If George Michael, when he left Wham, had gone into a completely different genre of music, if he had left Wham and become like a fucking rap artist or techno, right, then I would say, do you know what? That is a progression of an artist who was... Listen to me, you fucking cunt! No! That was a man who was in a band that didn't suit him and he's now doing his own music. George Michael took Wham... And then became George Michael with the same lyrical content, the same deep songwriting, the same masterful music. George Michael was wham. Andrew Riggler paid the bill and got fucking Pepsi Cola to suck him off. He's a cunt. George Michael's a god. It's Pride season. It's the summer of Pride. Let's all get there and fucking support the Yogster. Yogi, Yogi. Ah, fucking. I, I agree with Andrew Riggler. Andrew Riggler. Like, fuck Andrew Riggles. Fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck him. Clearly became applying. Um, what clearly became apparent apparent is that Wham, Wham. was a vehicle for his songwriting, Correct. producing, Correct. performing Correct. capabilities, Correct. and he quite quickly outgrew Correct. Wham because Correct. he's like, they Andy seriously, what the fuck are you doing with that guitar and dancing about and backing me up? Exactly. In a fight? Exactly. So uh, you're, you're, you are agreeing with my point. You're 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 you're, you're no. saying what I'm saying. But that was that was George Michael's first stepping stone in his career. Yes, George Michael. Yes. As George Michael. And that's what I was saying to him at the very start. Everybody, even yourself, myself, you have people run about you. You can either be horrible about it and treat people like a stepping stone, or you can be honest about it and it's either failed relationships within work or even actual personal relationships with people helping you and believing in you that get you to the next level that only going to be way to the end and it must be fantastic if you start out on something and you're with that person to the very end but I think it's very, it's a seldom Let, let's say Conor McGregor for instance he said the same bird right up to now he's popping other things and all that as well slightly I know, different I know that's only thing that came into my head she was paying the bills for years so now it's her chance to get paid it would be amazing um, to, to to see somebody on a journey well, with somebody right you know through, what? but I don't think I'll, it happens I'll a lot because you, you need people. I'll give you an example there, right? So Loris just been to see Motley Crue twice this week, right? Twice? Well, 
Went to Dublin on Wednesday. No, went to Dublin on Tuesday to see him and then saw him in Glasgow last night. Love some, right? Wow, that's a fan, man. Love some. Aye. Golden is that the country wrote that book, The Nut Job, Motley Crue, like this? The Duck. The Duck, aye, I read that. So I saw a thing the other day, right? Obviously, because they're, they're in Glasgow, so usual your, your Instagram and all that shite starts churning up, right? Cause no, because you were following her. The Matrix controls it, it, right? The Matrix that's how you're off radar. You were hanging about fucking Motley Crue's fucking uh, stage and that. Do you know what? I don't. I, I was going to say something. No, do you know what? My missus is amazing, mate. She is, she's some woman, man. She really no, is. No, you wouldn't be aware if she wasn't, mate. No, but she's like, she's just, she's brilliant. Anyway, so I was watching this thing about Motley Crue. Came up with Instagram, <laughs> she wouldn't right? leave me for Tommy Lee. Do you mate, would she? No, nah, mate, she likes the birds. Do you know what I'm saying, my well, man? I'm going to be honest with you, right? Any bird. Having 20 any bird. Any bird. Maria tell me right to my face. Yep. If Brad Pitt asked her out, she would go. And I went, what are you talking about? She went, it's just Brad Pitt. I can't say no. So any bird with any option of celebrity fucking keep running away from you for celebrities, it's going to happen, mate. So get re- get used to that. No it might not be Brad Pitt, it might be Tommy Lee, it might no be someone else. If you're real, listen, the chapter don't went, listen, see that man of yours? I'm, I don't know if anybody's telling you this, but yep. he looks like a midget for the waist down and a Viking for the waist up. Power midget, but... Power midget. A Viking midget. Like, uh, uh, like, you let know, me gim- somebody's me experimented on that <laughs> man's body like Wolverine. The boy at Lord of the Rings, we gimli. So, listen, <laughs> I'm Tommy Lee. Come with me. Huh? Boom. So, See you later. See you later. She's left you for dust. So, that I didn't realise that. <laughs> right, so, as a guy, Nicky Six, is that his name, who's like the lead to you? I they know all fucked me, but... Everybody, everybody's fucked death. This was it's a double tour of Def Leppard and Motley Crue. That's the double headliner. That's the tour. Right. And with the video that I saw of Def Leppard, I'm like, they just look like old Glasgow lesbians. Which they probably old are. as fuck. <laughs> but he put up. Well, you're talking about. Hey, how do we staying. sell this gig out? Let's pretend we're Glasgow lesbians. We talk about somebody staying together to the end. So the the film came out. The film was called The Dirt, which was about Motley Crue, obviously in the early days. And that's the like with the scene in the film and. Oh, the guy playing Ozzy Osbourne snorts the ants. Uh-huh. So the the thing that I saw was they were Nicky Six has been interviewed, and they they were apparently the film took ages to come out. Like apparently it was filmed, it was made, and it kept being delayed. Usual fucking Hollywood bullshit. Like we've got to find a release date that will suit the fucking. Da-da-da. So they were asking him like, is there going to be is there going to be a tour? Is there going to be a tour after this? Is the band come back together? And Nicky Six went, this is a standalone thing, it's the movie. He went, but I'll tell you this, if the movie's a success, the very first person I'm going to is Tommy, because to me, it's me and Tommy. And if Tommy says he's interested, then we'll maybe start to talk about a tour. But if Tommy says he doesn't know why to do it, there's never going to be a tour. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, that's quite nice that, like, the two guys who have been together, you know... Well, since they know they could have without each other. Aye, but he's like, well, I'm not doing it without him. Because think, think about it, mate, like, how many fucking... Musicians or whoever would go at, do you want to do No, right, cool, we're doing it anyway. Fuckies, and they're off, do you know what I mean? Aye, uh, it's cutthroat. They just put a. Especially somebody who just. who Not just played, but who's somebody who plays in the band. Like, think it's how many. It's, it's fucking happened to me in my career. Would they just replace you with Joe Deacon? Uh, no, I haven't through, I'm, I'm through a, a big four. Anyway, that's another thing. Oh, well, you know, you, it was it was, almost, it was hard to. You almost opened up to me there. You almost I mean, opened up I, to I me know, there. I know, you know, I know. I come across as cheeky mal, right? But you know, I've actually had a career outside this podcast and uh, music, and uh, you know, I can. Uh, I've got some social commentary on what's actually going down, and uh, I've toured with Motley Crue. 
but that's what that's what uh, what happened was they sat me down the studio right then the other, the other two guys in the band were like listen out our bird says we've not hanging about with you anymore because you're, you're a bad boy and that's how I got flung out of the band that was mm-hmm. it it's terrible man but Tommy I did, I did think that was quite nice this all the way down to the boys you're out no, I did right. think that oh, was quite oh, nice boys. when he said like unless Tommy's interested I'm not taking any further and I thought you know what that's, that's brotherhood see that but right also, now he knows probably Nicky Six or whatever his name is and Tommy Motley or whatever his name is they're probably the only two real members left Aye, Tommy Crude, Nicky Motley that's the band oh right and and continuing on for fucking rock bands and documentaries yes tell me you've watched the STV documentary about fucking uh, Bass City Rollers mate right first of all you lost me STV I I know absolutely not a documentary about Bass City Rollers Bye bye baby baby bye bye. <laughs> Pure seventies, the Tartan Rockers, the original uh, boy I know band. who the base set of those are. They're the what fucking Scot- oh, the they're, they're the Scottish Wuzzles. The the Scottish take loan. <laughs> Mate, they're the Scottish Wuzzles. That's who the base set of those are. Mate, I seen a clip. I've got a brand new combine officer. <laughs> I'll give you the much game. more hits in the fucking muzzles. <laughs> I got the fucking cider drink pussies. He's got twenty three. Imagine that in a fight. There's a celebrity death match tag team. The Wuzzles versus fucking base set of those. I don't like it. What are you saying, eh? No like that. Hey, you're up, are you? You're fucking out on area, right? <laughs> B-A-Y, B-A-Y, B-A-Y-C-I-T-Y with an R-O-L-L-E-R-S. Basic rollers are the best. Wow. <laughs> you've you've got a, a, a fucking fan in there B-A-Y, inside B-A-Y. you. B-A-Y. Never heard that one before. I'll tell me. Let me tell you, hey, let me tell you about fucking basic rolls, man. Hey, let me tell you, hey. So the boy Les McCune, uh-huh. who I've actually met back in the day, man. Fucking... Sucked him off backstage he, for a number singer? one techno album. No, no. no Les McCune. Tam Payton. Sorry, it's who I met. I actually have met Les McCune and all at some radio fucking thing. Anyway, um, Tam Payton was their manager. Yep. Ex-military. See where this is going. Right. Put the band together. Uh-huh. Manage them. Put them under a tight leash. Tell them, don't uh-huh. tell anybody you've got girlfriends. Need girlfriends in the band. Uh-huh. They're here to sell records to teenagers. Uh-huh. Scottish hers, eh? He was taking one of them, rotating them to see who was sharing a room with him. The guys? Who pumped the guys? The band. He was going no. to fucking, he was going to, like, they were doing today Radio Ones and that, and he was going, see, unless you sleep with that, one of you have to sleep with this radio DJ, and we'll get this radio place, Radio One DJs. The, the men? Who went, the boys in the band were fucking fuck puppets. Hold on, they hold were, on, they, hold they, on, hold on, hold on. They were basically getting the manager, child trafficked. Was, was trafficking their sexuality. The male members are basically roles to sleep with other men. Uh-huh. How, how is Another this though? Another man. <laughs> <laughs> Who is it that Don't he was? Bags. Another gay man. <laughs> oh, one day settles down. Another gay man. Who's the Radio 1 DJ then? How is this no, like, that, well, how is this no global the, news? The Radio 1 DJ got to jail and, and subsequently is dead now. And then I was thinking myself, you know what, see, honestly, BBC, it should be brought down and shut down for the oh, fucking mate. atrocities it's done, fucking. man. And the bullshit that it continues to peddle, it should actually be shut down. Do you think because you gave fucking great footage of Glastonbury Festival, we're going to forgive the tainted past that we've not even scraped the surface on that that company is responsible for? Mate, if you think, I'm telling you something else, no, Glastonbury's done as well. I, I think that's it finished. I, I never watched any highlights other fucking than I've seen a clip of Rick Ashley doing a, a Smith's cover band. 
utter fucking garbage. Um, oh, some mate, Guns and Roses screaming. Get the BBC to fuck. Fuck a lot of them. I the was kind of utter pile of shite. See, when I was watching that documentary, yep. And it, there's, so there's only one. There's, there was two kind of remaining guys left, right. Mm-hmm. There was, I don't know if you. I can vaguely remember them as well. There was one called Woody. Who's still kicking about and he's doing like the Bay City Rollers tribute acts, still right. gigging after the back of the name, right? The only surviving member. Yeah. Then there's another boy who's like fucked a, on the drinking drugs. Like ultrasonic. And he's, he's just telling he's telling the guy he's telling the guy the fucking down low what was going on. Right. You know, and he's saying it's fucked me up. Like, I can't I just like it's took me years to get on one of my life. The Woody guy's in denial. Like, oh he was some Tom Payton, he was some character. Like, no talking about anything and the other guy's going this is fucking how it is the Les McCune guy who's a singer mm-hmm. I knew he was fighting the management to try and get royalties because that Tom Payton guy ripped him off mm-hmm. as a no pain him but uh, it showed you he done some fucking mad interview and his wife and his boy was there and he just fucking broke down and tell them for the first time that he'd been fucking abused Jesus Christ and and I tell you what, it was fucking heartbreaking. And the f- the first fucking thing that came to my mind was because they were saying they were going to do it, like parties, BBC parties, at like top of the pops and that. And they were being told, if you sleep with this DJ, mm-hmm. you will get X amount of radio plays and you'll get higher charts. Oh, that's kind of shit, right? Yep. And I'm going, see I the slept. BBC. Honestly, it should fucking it should be shut down because mm-hmm. you know it's, it's an iceberg isn't it we the, we the public have heard all these wee horror stories Savile Rolf Harris fucking the babysitting rollers all the, all the shit that goes on imagine the shit that's going on that we don't even know about even in this fucking day mate listen you're, you're, you're preaching the wrong person I, I, for years I think the BBC should be disbanded I think anybody who pays a TV licence I think you should have to walk about with a badge saying I am a fanny I wouldn't give him a fucking penny it's I, fucking I, ridiculous, man. Do you think the the stuff that you that we know of is probably the stuff that's been allowed to come out? You think all the stuff we don't know about, and and even the historical stuff that's grown at BBC as well. You're telling me they don't have fucking connections with like Epstein and everything. Else. Of course they do. Oh, all mate, these people. 100%. But what's what what annoys me the most about it is we all know some of the stuff that's going on at the BBC that's been allowed to go on for years, decades, but yet they still come out with the fucking leftist propaganda and, and dictate to us and fucking have a go at the public as to what we can watch, what we can't watch, what we can say, what we can't say. It's utter fucking nonsense, this box-ticking bullshit fucking stuff that goes on at the BBC. And then we're in a situation where we've just had the 4th of July, right? American Independence Day. Beehaw! And that guy, I thought it was Mel Gibson's film, but he's just a producer in it. So this this four-part oh, document, Search of Freedom or something that's called. Is that the guy it? who played Jesus Christ in The Last Temptation Aye. of Christ? Yeah. Do you know what's interesting as well, mate? I saw an interview with him, right? And Mel Gibson says to him on the phone, he went, he's, he's been interviewed, the guy who played Jesus. I can't remember his name, right? So let's call him Jesus. Uh, well, his initials are JC. So he does right. say that to Mel on the phone. He goes, he says... Um, I've just realised that my initials are JC and I'm 33 years of age, which is the age that he was going to play Jesus when he died. And Mel Gibson goes like to him, you're freaking me out, and hung the phone up. But Mel Gibson's trying to get him to commit to the part. You're freaking me out. And he's telling him about the film and everything, and then the guy just kind of clicks him, you want me to play Jesus, don't you? He went, I do, and then Mel Gibson says to him, but if you play this part... You need to suck this right to the boss. Your career's over in Hollywood. He went, I'm telling you this right now. And the guy goes, what do you mean? He went, I'm, he says, the way that this will be received... 
and because the way that I'm being received, if you play this role, your career as an actor in Hollywood is over. That's up to you. And he's getting this whole like, it's your cross to bear. Sometimes we got a calling in life. It's up to you if you want to do it. But I'm telling you right now, just so you know, having cards on the table, if you play this role, your career's over. And of course, he plays the role and his career's over. And now he's become like a producer and he's went full balls deep into this film or this documentary series about child sex trafficking. And these are the things when it's hard not to think you are in a matrix and there is a conspiracy. There's no fucking global release for it. It's no spoke about it in any. The BBC, they only talking about it. There's, there's no coverage of it whatsoever. I don't even know where I can get to see this film because I, I need to see it. Because it sounds like it's horrendous. One of the things apart that's come up in it, do you remember the uh, remember that fucking Suez Canal in Egypt mm-hmm. when there was that, that ship that blocked the get canal blocked, eh? and they couldn't get it moving and every, all the prices fucking rose up and it was like... 20 billion trillion dollars worth of goods can of get through the Suez Canal and that's why you can of get toilet paper and that's why fucking vegetable oil is 60,000 pound a litre right you remember that uh-huh. so apparently one of the conspiracy theories is that they found fucking containers full of kids they were going around checking containers and they found containers on it full of children that were being trafficked and that's why it was held. So it was a, a false beach to make it look as if it couldn't get past to find out what the fuck was going on. Because you, that way you're going, suddenly all this stuff that is full-on farcical conspiracy, you start to go, no, take a step back. This could logically be true. They're saying in that... the, the promo it's technically a conspiracy until it's proven well, they're true saying in, They're saying in the, the promo for <clears> it that apparently the, the, the child, the global child trafficking industry is worth $34 billion. Air travel is worth $22 billion. So if you take all the profits from every single uh, plane company, every single travel company in the world and put it together, it's $22 billion, But they make $34 billion from child trafficking. Now, where is... Here's the thing, man. We're not a job. Is, what? Huh? Damn right, mate. But listen, hey, you mean you've got connections to Cambodia and all that with his fucking sweatshops? My wings are too old now to sell. Sorry. What? Crazy horses. Was he not a drummer? <laughs> they were like a family that were all shagging each other. Who were they? What? The Osmonds. The Osmonds, but they know was, was that drumming all the fucking... See, when you think about that time... When you think about that time and you watch the old videos like with the Osmonds and all that and they're all like young, they are full of cocaine. A hundred percent. You look at any old videos from back in the day, they are out the fucking banana, man. man. <laughs> Crazy horse. It's a fucking hit, that, man. Fucking kill you. Get cocaine and all. Aye, right. Right off the rock. Right cocaine. Uh, if you're boiled doing all the old coke, Aye. man. Coca-Cola, that. Donnie, come on and sing this bit. Kid on your horse, what? What? Just kid on your horse. No fucking way. I've got a, I've got a fan base. No fucking, just, listen, trust me, this is a hit. Just go out. Like no, no, no. Stuff that, Donnie. Everybody now. What is it? It's a glucose tablet. It's not a... That way, that just like, help your vocal cords and that, Donnie. Fucking man. It's a shit, it's a shit, shit about dip dab. Fucking smell I'm a horse, I'm going to pump my sister. I don't even know the rest of the song, I know Crazy Horses. There was a documentary, right, and you can tell me who it is. I th- he, he was the drummer in Cream. Oh, yeah. Ginger Baker. Ginger Baker. Crazy, crazy Charlie McGovern. Right, what a fucking documentary. He was a cater, wasn't he? He was a what? He was a cater. Well, that's, that's just like band talk for like, 
you know, crazy guy. Mate, see the style of documentary is the guy who's making it coming out going like, he's just punched me. And he, his fucking face is all busted. <laughs> and he's like, get off my land. So he fucking goes mental. But, but drummers are mental. That is, that's like, why they die. I thought he was one of the best drummers ever. He was like mad, like two sticks on that, two feet. What about Keith Moon? He, he drummed and he blew things up. That's a right good drummer. You, you obviously, my loves, he's a drummer for the IRA. She loves Motley Crue and Tommy Lee was up. He had a fucking roller coaster thing with his drum set. Was he keeps doing. mute, Tommy Lee, man. He's, he's, a, he's a something. He's a vampire, maybe. He doesn't age. He does age, man. No, he doesn't, man. He still looks the same. Bum young birds. Yeah, well, you know. That's what it is. Can he drum with fucking two cigars, but can he? <laughs> hey, Tommy! Stop doing the drumming, Tommy! Can you probably huh? drum with his knob? <laughs> Don't get much of a beat into those, just one. Just have one. Have one, but I went to Tennessee and I had the same video teeth. Look at my belly and it's leather. I've been drumming with you for that long. It's not even a fucking. <laughs> not even a wee cut in it, not a blemish, nothing. Look. <laughs> you probably need music on it, just be like pulsing, because it's that, you know, that's strong. What are you, Scott? But I don't, I don't think there is. I think drummers are probably the interchangeable ones of the band that could go. Well, there's a joke. Yeah, I'm going to fuck it up. What do you call a no? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hello. That's it. Right, hold on. Right, a guy walks. What do you call what, a drummer? What do you call a drummer? Right. Uh, something I don't know. It's somewhat. Tell us the punchline. What band? Um, the, the basically the joke is homeless. Uh, I, I said, I, 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 what do you call a drummer without a girlfriend? Homeless. Homeless. I don't get it. I don't get it. Makes sense, but okay. Because. Uh, like, uh, what's his face? I don't, I, I don't even get it. That's not even funny, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Are you a drummer? Are you a drummer? That used to be somebody's joke, and it was Bill Bailey, when his joke was, I start with a laugh. <laughs> and I think, what would create that level of mirth and then what backwards? That was a, that was that's a joke. Pure, that's fucking next level, isn't it? It's because he doesn't swear. You could learn a thing or two about him. I know. Uh, met, met him a couple of times. Aye. Uh, massive big guy, man. Eight, eight feet tall, yes. <laughs> He's got three horns and there was a mushroom growing at the back of his neck. Was like, ah, no way. <laughs> No, the thing is, right? As as no, see, so like backstage, who's part in Shoreditch, man? Do you know? He, do you know? See when he was, see the house that he lives in. Hi. It's the same flat. Here's a here's a. I'll try to be fact. It's the same flat that Hugh Grant oh. lived in, Knocking Hill. <laughs> Two sugars in his teeth. So he moved down to London, right? Become a, a comedian. Bill, right? Bill, Bill Bailey. Bill Fury, I know him. Right? Bill moved, Fury moved out of this flat, right? In South, <laughs> in South London, right? And see when he got, see when he got a bit of money, he bought the flat. Now here, here's when it gets interesting, right? See when he get more money, he bought the flat above him. And here's when it gets even better. See, see after he get more money, he bought the flat below him. Now here's when it's going to blow your mind, right? See at one point, can't was fucking loaded, and he bought all six flats in the block, and he turned into one big house. And see in his backyard, no joke, man, can't get monkeys, man. I say monkeys, it's, it's, it's young boys that he ties tails to, man, but. <laughs> Yeah, this piece of me ass, there's fucking monkeys. And he was like, ah, see when I, see when I like, finish doing stadiums and that, right? What I'm going to do, right? I'm going to retire and be a professional landlord, right? And live in the, uh, in, the in the top landlord house. And yeah. pump, pump no the joke, monkeys. Right? See all the pure series top, no, like horns, <laughs> horns and the cards and cards on my table, no, right? I'm telling you this. Mate, see, I swear, I swear down, mate. I swear down. Speak when I'm talking one more time, I'll kill your family, right? So. <laughs> See, seriously, but what you, 
You could do. I think you could do a tour, right? Where you just like get a drum machine and you do like drum beats and then stop and then tell stories of your life. You're like, ah, then that's when I was on top of the pops and back to the drum machine. And then we could call it ultrasonic through the years, man. Mate, I done that a, a while ago, right? Uh, in the, the group I was in, the first group, right? And it was called, the, was hum- it called? the Humble Bums, right? Now this guy, it was me, Jerry Rafferty, and Billy Conley, right? And I was like. And he, he was like that, telling her a jokes, right? I was just my drum machine in the back and all that. This is the sixties, drum machines don't exist. And I was like, bear with me, I'll take on, right? And then they were like, ah, listen, you have to go because you're just a drummer slash drum machine on the in the humble bums, right? And I was like, ah, what? And then Billy went like, ah, just don't want to play my banjo anymore. I just want to tell jokes, right? And then he went off, and it was just me and Jerry. And he, Jerry was like, ah, I just I wanted to sing songs about Baker Street and all that. Your drum machine's gone nowhere, right? And I had to wait until like, the nineties. I thought like, my drum machine had some magic in it. And that's how I, I started the Sonic. What Listen, I heard was right. But Sir Billy Rasonic Rasonic Sir Billy left to go and do like social commentary telling stories not it was just you and Jerry right and Jerry's like look I'm on board with the drum machine on that in the Baker Street and then he was like to you here why come up the back of the Jockstein stand you're like Jerry I've got I've got shares in the Rangers and he's like you've got shares in the wit and then next minute it was you at the group because you're a dirty old no and she <laughs> See the real story how with Jerry Chuck. Jerry Rafferty's like, you need to be a good Catholic to make it in the fucking entertainment business. You're like, who the fucking... Mate, I'll tell you, I swear down, right? Listen, Gibbo, right? I swear down, man. Jerry kicked me out of the Bumblebubs, right? Because, right, I was like to him. He's like, listen, Mal. Back then, I was called Mal, right? Uh, And I was like, what is it? What is it, Jerry Rafferty? And he was like, listen, I've got this great idea, right, about fucking... Uh, what's his big tune again? It always escapes me when I'm telling these stories. That's it. I was like, fucking saxophones are gone. <laughs> saxophones are saxophones are gone. They were Jerry, man. Now never take off my man, right? He was like, no, listen, man, I'll bear with me. Put that drum machine down, bro, right? I'm going to fucking listen. I was like, shite, my man, shite. And then we fell out. We fell out. I was like, I'm stuck in the middle of you, Jerry. And he's like, I'm going to use that. I went, what? What? Oh. <laughs> I, just, I think I'm, I'm going to wrap the drum machines just to stand up to us like you're saying, bro. And, like, nts, nts, nts. and then I was like, to the sky. Nts, nts. That's how it, over to you, Scott, my man. She was always kicking about with the, hum, the humble bums, right? And my mates like to me, just tell them you play an instrument and they'll let you hang about with them. And I was like, Jerry, Jerry. And he's like, call me Jerry. And I was like, Jerry. It used to piss him right after me. Gerard like, it was, Gerard. So I was like, Gerard. I play the saxophone, right? And she for four years, mate. I was in the group, he never once. And then he turned to me one day, he's like, I've got a great idea for us. And I was like, call my bluff, Jerry. Don't play the saxophone. And that was me out of the band, mate. Should I said, Should I said, Kazoo, man? Cunts never put a kazoo. <laughs> I saw you get sacked, bro. He was like, oh, listen, I've got a saxophone. You're like, I was like, shut oh, no. up. Oh, no. He's like, bring your saxophone in Tuesday. I was like, oh, no. I was like, Jerry, get stolen at the boat. Don't know where I could see it. What I'd done was I'd painted my hair to look like a saxophone. And then I could have done that. Is that so right, Jerry? I, can you play like, I, I'll save that for the studio. He's like, good idea, right? So I, what I done was I sell a tape two kazoos together to make it look like a saxophone. <laughs> <laughs> I recorded the full take on my kazoo, right? And I was like, ah, 
I left, I left the studio a happy man. I was like, Jerry, that is a surefire hit, right? The cunts just went back to the axe. We can do the rocking chair tour and the kazoo tour where it's every fucking song's played on a kazoo. <laughs> Oh, hey, what's that? It's just cut out. Oh, what a shame. I hope you can all join us on the 16th of July. It's a Sunday afternoon, a Sunday sesh, where we will be recording a live episode filled with the banter of just what you've heard from our previous recording. We've been giving me snips away and all that. It's also DJ Gabby, Gobby, Gabby, the legs of a midget, body of a Viking. It's his birthday. It's his 49th. So come along, help us celebrate his big uh, 49th birthday and also take part in a live recording and then we can share it. It'll be a fun afternoon. All the best now. Take care. Fuck you, Jason!